Hi, this is Alex. I'm a mechanical engineering professor, and we know how filters work. And so we know that masks work, and masks work really well, um, but some work a lot better than others. With uh, the rise of Delta, Delta is anywhere from like two to maybe more like five times as transmissible as the original COVID. And that means that we need just vaccines, but also masks for everybody to be protected when they're together indoors. Therefore, if you start wearing an N95 mask, which are now commonly available, you're not taking them away from healthcare workers, I will make you an honorary mechanical engineer. Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard. heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. Put put a pin in that for a moment. Okay. This is a show where two normal folks get together on Skype, and we tell one another about things that we have been recently interested in. Amidst passive research and joyful laughs, we use the show as an excuse to catch up with each other and with you, our listeners. You really sound like you wrote that out. Because I did. Okay, yeah, it sounded like it. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete told me not to ask how he is, and then we're going to listen to a voicemail from Alex instead. (laughs) Hi, this is Alex. Uh, Every episode, Pete and Marissa talk about how they're not related, and uh, that reminds me of how when I was a child, I went to Mountain View Bible Camp, and we were playing a game called Trainwreck, where we were all, like, sitting in a circle, like, there were, you know, dozens and dozens of us, gigantic circle in a barn and there were one fewer chairs than people and you said like I've never and then whoever actually has done X gets up and runs around and whoever says the comment you know the, the person who's standing up they try to sit down it's a, also called fruit basket turnover okay um, so somebody said I've never been related to and then they said the name of somebody who was at the camp and it turns out that like 20 people were at the camp were in one way or another related to this person and they all got up and run around and I got up and ran around, too. And people said, Alex, you're not related to so-and-so. And I was like, well, actually, if you go back to, you know, Adam and Eve, or really, if you think about it, you know, we're all really descended from Noah and his wife because they were the only people who survived the Great Flood. Um, and so then people sure. joked about how I was an honorary member of this family. But in all seriousness, I think that one of the most beautiful thoughts that we can have as human beings is realizing that we really are all related and that we're related to all other living beings that we're aware of. Have a great day. Bye. Alex is a smartass, and he is loaded with wisdom. <laughs> I know. What a beautiful call from Alex. Alex, eventually we're going to stop having this podcast and just hand it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like listeners might appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. I like that. I like that a lot. So that game is basically just like Never Have I Ever, but not with booze? It sounds like it, yeah. That's fun. Did he say Bible school, or did I put that part in in my mind? Mountain View Bible Camp. Oh, okay. Bible camps are always actually kind of fun. Anyway. Yeah, for socialization, in hindsight, it could have been worse. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't as bad as I made it out to be. Yeah, um, even as adults. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know about that, but... Um, okay, so... We'll go right to Icebreaker. So. Icebreaker. 
you're going to say nothing and you're not allowed to. I got a new therapist and she asked me to list what I'm good at. You need to tell me three things you think you're good at. Three things I'm good at. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Three things I'm not bad at. <laughs> Five. I think I'm a pretty good amateur baker. Painter? Baker. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, Marissa, yeah. there's a whole part of my life I've never shared with you. <laughs> okay. I think I'm good at my job. Okay. For whatever that's worth. <laughs> okay. Looking around for things I might be good at. Not good at plants. I mean, like, I'm better than some people, but I'm not good at it. You're good at being a friend. <laughs> what? This is inevitably going to be what the show turns into one day. You're going to ask me, like, an icebreaker, and I'm just going to be, like, scrolling through my phone looking for an answer. I don't even really can't think of a third thing you're good at. I'll give you a pass. That's why I was like, I was like, oh, but if I say I'm, like, good at stuff, then I seem, like, cocky. Yeah. That's what I mean, like... I guess I'm an okay writer. Yeah. I teach it, so I guess I should pretend I'm a good writer. Yeah, that's you as your third, yes. Okay. I, I like, like I was going to say, like, I think I have a, a decent eye for design, but... Yes, you do, you butt. I don't think I could stand up against some, you know, art school hero. You're just supposed but... to say what you're pretty good at. It's not in comparison to other people. I'm pretty good at duck watching. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about you, Marissa? I, and you can't use the ones that you told her. Oh, I can't? Okay. <laughs> you can uh -huh. use one of them. <laughs> okay. I'm good at herbs. I, <laughs> I am good at having empathy. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now that you said I can't say the ones, the ones I said before, I can read very fast. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> and I'm good at being stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? Okay. Okay, cool. Let's call that loyal. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we loyal go. to your convictions. <laughs> Actually, that, okay, that is very true. I couldn't think. <laughs> yeah, when she asked me, I was like, I said, I have a lot of empathy, I think. I'm good at writing, I guess. And, uh, I think I'm funny. <laughs> oh, before we go, since we didn't say, how are you? I just need to tell you and everyone. Everyone, like I said, I have a new therapist. That's the most exciting thing in my life right now. In my intake, she goes, I need to ask you up front. Do you enjoy humor? And I was like, yes, no. I enjoy humor. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, does someone say no to that? I just thought that was funny. Anyway. You know what isn't funny, Marissa? Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, because I know that you can't watch American Horror Story. I mean, I did watch the witch season, the first season, and half of the season with Satan. I was able to watch it on, uh, at some points, not always. So I don't know if you realize this, but they made a spinoff, which 
is called American Horror Stories. I know, and I've been asking my coworkers every day to tell me how violent they all are, and so far they said I can't watch them. Yeah. So, it's on Hulu, and I was, like, bored as a dog one day, so I was like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it is. If you say so. (laughs) And... I find one of the episodes is all about something that I remember hearing about, but I just haven't had a chance to bring it to the show yet. I, I'm just going to guess. Is this about, like, a subliminal message in a movie that made everyone throw up or something? No. Okay. You're welcome to do that one if you want. <laughs> but did we discuss that? Why do I feel like I've discussed that with someone recently? It wasn't me. <laughs> okay, weird. Okay, continue. So, on, on top of the fact that I hadn't brought it to the show yet. It was something I had thought about. But um, I was wondering why American Horror Story was thinking about it. Because I thought that it was just relatively like... One of those things that's... Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna break the, the wall here, guys. And I'm going to say... What is it? The third wall? The fourth wall? The fourth wall? I'm going to break your ear wall. Okay. And I'm going to say... Like Hollow Earth, right? <laughs> like okay. you're like... You hear it, it's novel, it's fun, but it's not real. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. This is... I'm gonna, today I'm going to talk about feral humans. I mean, if a person has rabies, wouldn't they become feral? What is feral? Rabid. Mean? What's feral, then? Feral is defined as in a wild state, especially after escape from captivity or domestic domestication. So I guess the only way I could imagine the thought of a feral human existing is if an orphan was dropped off at the home of some wolves <laughs> and they raised the child. And you know what? I mean, you ruined the rest of the episode. That's exactly what happens. Are you joking? I no, am joking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Do you like humor? I like, wolves live in houses. <laughs> uh, you could have a feral dog. You could have a feral cat. Uh, a feral human, maybe even a, a feral parakeet. But you couldn't have a feral bear or elephant because they don't come from a line of domesticated animals. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. How about Wolverine, Weapon X, when he escapes? Oh my gosh, you're right, because he's real. Well, no! But I mean, I'm just trying <laughs> to understand what a feral human would be. Would that be considered a feral human? I don't remember. Oh. So a feral human would lack lots of the emotional intelligence that children grow up learning. They lack language and communication skills, and they may behave in aggressive ways, and they could also walk in ways that we might not consider human-like. How about that movie Mama? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You saw that? (laughs) Yeah. My favorite Jessica Chastain movie. Oh, I forgot she was in it. Yeah. For me... As a person learning, examples help. So let's talk about Oksana Malaya. I'm not saying that right because she's Ukrainian. So I'm sure there's like more of a stank on Malaya. But um, she was an eight-year-old Ukrainian girl who lived with black Russian terriers for six years. She was found in a kennel with dogs in 1991. She was neglected by her parents who were alcoholics. So the three-year-old took comfort, um, or looking for comfort, crawled into the farm and snuggled in with the dogs. Her behavior imitated the dogs more than humans. She walked on all fours, bared her teeth, and barked. She was removed from her parents' custody by social services. As she lacked human contact, she did not know any words besides yes and no. Upon adulthood, Oksana has been taught to subdue her dog-like behavior. 
She learned to speak fluently and intelligently and works uh, at a farm milking cows, uh, but remains somewhat intellectually impaired. Interesting. Okay. In 2013, uh, she gave an interview on national Ukrainian television on the show Govorit Ukraina. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> where she talked about herself and answered some questions. During the show, she said that she wants to be treated like a normal human being and is offended when others call her dog girl. No shit. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> she said that she wants her brothers to visit her more often and that her main dream in her life is to find her biological mother. She also talked about her boyfriend, her life in the state foster home, and her work with animals on the farm. Mm. So the story is, of course, tragic that a child is neglected and takes up with dogs. Yeah. But if you follow sort of childhood development, you could see how at the age of three hanging out with dogs all the time will have you sort of learning dog behavior because you're not yeah. hanging out with people all the time. Similarly, if you don't get your kid like socializing with other kids or other humans, you know, that could also have a different effect than having them, yeah, be exposed to other humans. So, um, it's a messed up story, of course. So there are cases of children raised by wolves, primates, bears, sheep, goats, and Marissa, if you thought sheep and goats were bad, at least one kid was raised by ostriches. Whoa! Wait, <laughs> real? Is this real? Yes. Wow. I hope you have more details about that kid. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. But it seems that with the right care, these kids can learn how to behave like humans again. I don't know why that's terribly important. Maybe we shouldn't impose our expectations on the children. Did you ever think of that? I did. I take okay. umbrage with the terminology used at times. Consider this summary of another person. Ivan Mushikov, Mishukov, uh, a six-year-old boy, was rescued by the police in 1998. That's the problem I have. Rescued. From wild dogs who he lived with for two years. He ran from his mother and her abusive alcoholic boyfriend at the age of four. They seem to really want to indicate that these people are alcoholics, and I don't understand. <laughs> like, you could... I don't know. Yeah. He earned the dog's trust by giving them food, and in return, the dogs protected him. The boy oh. had risen to being the alpha male of the pack. That's when the, amazing. When the police found him, they had to set a trap for him and the dogs by leaving food in a restaurant kitchen. Because he had lived among the dogs for only two years, he relearned language fairly rapidly. He studied uh, in military school and served in the Russian army after, you know, being reintroduced to just, I guess, society. So I won't say that he was necessarily thriving living with the dogs, yeah. but they did have to set a trap in order to catch him. I mean, so like how many times yeah. would you use the phrase they set a trap so that they could rescue him? <laughs> yeah, I don't like unless he was hurting someone or himself. He was not with his abusive family, and he was being raised by the dogs. I mean, I don't know. Where was he put? They put them... Generally, they ended up putting them in foster care after sometimes putting them in some sort of psychiatric uh, institution where they can uh, learn to become... or to behave like a human again. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Is foster care better than that? Depends that's on who you ask. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of 
sad. So I'm giving you kid examples, of course. But what if Ivan wasn't trapped? What if he evaded detection and continued his life with the dogs? He would become a feral adult, right? And if you're roaming around a town with wild dogs, that's one thing. But what if you did that deep in the forest where people can't really get to you all that often? I would imagine... I mean, if you bother anyone, I think that's fine. I would imagine, yeah, you could go on for quite a while being a feral adult. Okay. So now let's pause and pick up another threat. Okay. So also on Hulu is this documentary called Missing 411. It came out in 2016, uh, and it is followed up by 2019's Missing 411, The Hunted. The original focuses on children. The sequel focuses on hunters. But both movies and the book series that inspired them don't tell you why people are disappearing in national parks. It mostly tells you that people are disappearing in national parks and that no one can explain why. And no one is keeping track of who goes missing in national parks. Okay. Of the conclusions that creator David Pallides says, uh, thinks is possible, uh, is Bigfoot. Okay. Okay. Another inter another is interdimensional portals. So he's got okay, quite okay. a wide breadth there. <laughs> Calm down. But in my imagination and that of others, you could find your way to other alternatives, which is feral humans. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would take a two year old from their parents except feral humans? Because you can't really play with a feral human. And honestly, I wouldn't want to eat a baby. But you could raise them to be your own. A witch. A witch. Okay. Honestly, witches never came into the scenario for me. (laughs) So don't rule it out, but continue. (laughs) So that wasn't really too long, I understand. But we're going to pick up another thread now. And then it's going to get all tied together, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry, for a moment. So there's a whole episode about feral humans on American Horror Story? Yes. Okay. Kid goes missing. You could sort of pick up the rest. Also, if you are familiar with the Wrong Turn series of movies, which I believe went up to six. Okay. <laughs> Even wow. though the first one wasn't that good. Whoa. Okay. Um, all right. So, TikToker Chronicles of Olivia posted a video detailing her experience at Lena Lake in Washington State, in which she found hundreds of what she described as quote-unquote humanoid footsteps at the top of a mountain she was climbing. After filing an official report with no conclusive evidence, Olivia still contends that the footsteps she found belong to humanoid creatures that the government is hiding due to their lack of official species classification. Mysteriously, her TikToks describing her experience have been deleted. Though her videos are still available on her YouTube channel. So, of course I watched these. And really, it looks like a person who stepped. (laughs) And it was really muddy. So the footprint goes really deep. And, you know, like, if you've ever been in mud before, Marissa, you sort of, like, slide as you go a little deep in mud. And I think that's why the footsteps are a little wonky. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you know it's a humanoid, not a human? Okay. Yeah. So that's my read on Chronicles of Olivia. She starts talking about interdimensional stuff, too. I don't know why. I don't know what qualifies her to to be an expert on paranormal things. 
Okay. In January of this year, another TikToker going by the name of The Present Believer claimed her to hear blood-curdling screams during her visit to Big Bend National Park in Brewster County, Texas. While camping with her husband and daughter, she heard multiple people screaming deep within the wilderness of the park, yelling phrases such as, We're gonna die, call a ranger, and I love you, just know that. Ew, okay. The person, named Ariel, and her family reported the incident to police and park rangers who found nothing. There has been no documented evidence of this incident, but her story made the rounds on TikTok, and, and that inspired many others to tell their stories as well. Now, what would the government gain from hiding humanoid, <laughs> a, a, like a humanoid species in national parks? <laughs> I don't know, Pete. What does the government ever have to gain? I'm just going back to that Chronicles of Olivia going, What? <laughs> <laughs> she contends the footsteps belonged to a humanoid creature that the government is hiding due to the lack of official species classification. Like, uh, we don't know what no? it is, so we're going to pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Anyway, who cares? None of that is based on anything conclusive. However, I did want to bring up something that I found pretty interesting. Um, And these are noises that were recorded uh, by Ron Moorhead and Al Berry deep inside of a national park in the middle of the night while they were sleeping. Uh, They had heard these noises before, and so they... They had this spot that they would always go out to, these two guys and a few of their friends. And uh, they heard these noises, so then the next time they went out, they brought a tape recorder. This is from the 70s, and I'm going to go ahead and hit play. Okay, so it's a little weird because they're also talking, so that makes it a little, like it feels a little bit unreliable, but hang on, I'm going to move ahead. Oh, they also start mimicking. <laughs> this is something I would do. It, like, if Marissa and I were camping in the middle of the woods and we heard these weird noise noises, I would do this, and Marissa would be like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you if you keep doing this." <laughs> so they start mimicking them so that they can make them talk more. Oh, is that the noise I just heard? So you'll hear some things really close, and then you'll hear things in the distance, and the things in the distance are what mm-hmm. we're sort of calling into question right now. Okay. The guy said it sounds like they're laughing. (laughs) Yeah, the noise sounds scary, but they ruin it with their sound. Yeah, so I'm watching this documentary, Missing 411, and they bring this up, and I am sitting in my couch, chilled to the bone, because they do sound... And now, of course, I know that these recordings are before the movie itself, but like they sound like the inbred mutant things from the movie Wrong Turn. (laughs) Oh, and I'm like, oh, literally. my God, these things are real. <laughs> I'm sorry, 
what are the things from Wrong Turn? They are basically inbred feral human beings that eat people. Ew. Okay. Yeah. So in, all, all, in all six movies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're like a family. <laughs> no, but I just, I'm just like, how many movies can you have the same thing? But that's neither here nor there. At one point, they um, somehow make it to Russia or something. I think probably because it's cheaper to record movies there. Oh, okay. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen now. Okay. Now, I could walk outside of my apartment and snap a picture of someone who looks like a feral human. So <laughs> who cares what people hear in the distance or what muddy footprints look like, right? Yeah. Here's the catch, though. As evidenced by Oksana, you can be a feral human being and not a cannibal. If you're if you're in the middle of the dense forest and that's where you live, you have lots of things to eat without like stealing a baby to snack on. Well, yeah. If you're raised by sheep, you're gonna eat what sheep eat. Yeah. Yeah. So, by uh, or from a website called InTheKnow.com, which did a pretty deep dive piece on this. Um, I, I the quotes about TikTok are from one called PathLoom.com. And that's actually a site about outdoor activities and hiking. What I think is funny is a lot of the outdoor and hiking websites do talk about this. Uh, but at the end of every single one of them is like, but it's not real. Here's a link where you can go find out more about national parks and how to like, <laughs> like stake out a campsite or something. <laughs> anyway, okay. many people most posted about the Smoky Mountain Feral people. I'm sorry. Many people who posted about the... Smoky Mountain feral people have since deleted their unsubstantiated claims, but it's too late to undo the damage. A seed has been planted. Mis misleading content keeps cropping up, and the TikToks debunking the rumors have far fewer views than the ones spreading the information. Mm. This happens all the time. A simple health hack or a celebrity rumor will gain traction on TikTok, and it'll take days for someone to do enough research to put it to an end. Sometimes, like in the case of the feral people legend, the truth isn't as viral as the lie. And this lie would have us believe that people in states with deep and wide national parks are feral cannibals. <laughs> this isn't true, of course. Many people can live off the land. That's, that's me saying this, okay? Yeah, yeah. Many people can live off the land and sustain themselves just fine without eating other people. Other natives of the Appalachian Mountain areas have also come forward to speak out about this, claiming that much of the stories came from folklore and myth uh, that have been around for years. Many note that conspiracy theories like these uphold harmful stereotypes about Appalachian people and circulate unnecessary fear-mongering about the often misunderstood population. It is likely those native to the area note that much of the hysteria around killer cannibals comes from long retold pieces of folklore that are now just reaching the mainstream. Hmm. So we have okay. a few things happening here. One, feral children have been a sad fact of life for centuries due to neglect. And honestly, I commend the kids for getting along with the animals that they live with. Yeah. Two, National Park Service doesn't keep track of missing people in parks, so it's hard to say just how many people have gone missing in parks, in national parks. But estimates are between 1,600 and 2,400 people, as you know, for as long as we can tell. Yeah. However, in 2020, there were 543,000 missing people in the U.S. as a whole. So wow. some people are also saying these numbers are getting skewed because 1,600 missing people really isn't that many people. 
I mean, I guess. And if for some reason I did make a mistake and I left off a zero and it's 16,000, it's still 16,000 compared to a half a million people a year that are going yeah. missing. Okay. So people who live in Appalachia may be considered like, oh, wait, sorry. Number three is you could die in any number of ways when you're out in these parks all alone. There are temperatures... Uh, animals and cliffs galore, not to mention civilized people who you go camping with who just lose their shit and murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, people who live in Appalachia may be considered less developed than people who live in, say, Los Angeles. Does that make them feral humans? No, it does not. (laughs) Yes. Uh, People believe shit on TikTok, even though the people presenting it have no background to make the claims that they are making as facts. Yeah. And if you take all of that stuff and you put it between two slices of bread, you get a sandwich that is feral human cannibals in national parks. Now, Marissa, I'm going to uh-huh. ask you one thing, and I know you've uh-huh. done it multiple times on the show, but explain uh-huh. to us why you are afraid of the deepest depths of the ocean. Um, because I don't... Well, first of all, because... Yeah, no, just because I don't know what lurks there. and And it just, like... I feel like there's just just humongous, terrifying things that I can't even dream of. And the truth is that nobody knows what's there. It's not like just Marissa doesn't know. But people don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. But it's bad, I know. I can tell you that. To, to draw a comparison, even though there's much more water on the planet than there is forest, there's 84 million acres of national parks in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me you know what's on every single one of those acres? No, forests are also terrifying. Yeah. Honestly, everything in life is terrifying. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, yeah. So, do I think that there are feral cannibal humans in national parks? No. And really, if you drop cannibals, you could convince me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. I, I guess the thing when you said feral humans, yeah, I never jumped to cannibals because I just kept thinking they'll eat whatever they're raised by eats. And even dogs will eat meat, but they're not. Dogs just go around eating humans generally. Or other so, dogs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So in, in America, American Horror Story, is, is the feral human a cannibal? Yes, yes. The, um,. Well, question mark. Do I ruin the episode for our listeners? Uh, Skip ahead. Skip ahead a minute if you don't want to have this episode, which is called Feral. Okay. (laughs) Ruined. In the end, you discover that these feral humans actually kidnapped a couple's son and raised him as one of their own, except they are cannibals as well. Okay. (laughs) And they track down the parents who return later looking for their son and they kill and eat them oh okay so so the son does too yeah and the son's like the king of them for some reason <laughs> he sits on a um, throne made of I human bones used to be cool now they're just trying too hard Marissa, listen i'm gonna fi- officially start plugs now plugs and i'm gonna say if you want to watch American Horror Stories, skip them all. Just go right to the end. Like if you don't, 
if you watch them all, then you'll have a little bit more context, especially the first two episodes. But if you go all the way to the end, you can see just how maddening this show has become. Really? Because <laughs> there's like, you're watching the show, and then you find out it's a video game, and then you find out the video game isn't real, and that you, you know, like, that's what you've been watching for, like, 10, 15 minutes. And then, later on in the episode, you find out that's a video game. And you're like, where is the beginning and the end of this stupid freaking story? Right, <laughs> right, okay. But I also wanted to plug the documentary, Missing 411. They're interesting to watch, and they are compelling, and they are creepy. Um, they're on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, check them out if you want. But I also wanted to recommend something that's peripherally related and that is a mockumentary called population zero which is free to watch on tubi tubi is a free service this examines the yellowstone national parks zone of death oh that sounds creepy (laughs) and basically this is a 50 square mile stretch in the idaho section of the yellowstone national park which, as a result of a purported loophole in the Constitution of the United States, a criminal could theoretically avoid prosecution for any major crime, up to and including murder. Because, (laughs) and I'm not going to get into it, but basically the law says, say you committed murder in this area. Well, one of the things you would have to do is get a jury of peers in this area in order to be, you know, like, in order to prosecute you. And the the thing is, nobody lives at all near this place. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of interesting if you read into it, but it wouldn't make a whole entire episode. But basically, they make this mockumentary where this actually happens, and then they try to sort of like talk about the person who did it, why they did it, all that sort of stuff. But what's interesting is that they did bring it up in this in this movie and also in a book to try to raise awareness. It's basically a legal loophole. And they wanted Congress to do something about it, but Congress still hasn't done anything about it. Crazy. And, and for the most part, I think like if you were to go this deep into the woods, <laughs> you better know whoever you're traveling with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, there are other legal um, maneuvers that could move the trial to another location or something like that. Uh, meaning... If you were to use that in court, there's a good chance it wouldn't work. But mm-hmm. uh, there was one case where somebody did use it. Oh, so there was a guy, a poacher named Michael Beldran. Beldran? He illegally shot an elk uh, on the Montana side of this 50-mile zone. And that section of the park doesn't have enough residents to form a jersey. A jersey. A jury. <laughs> so, basically, he cited this... Loophole. I'm sorry, you can't shoot an elk? Uh, if it's on protected land, no. Oh, okay. So, cut to the chase. This guy you tr- said he was going to use this as a defense. And they were like, yeah, that's not going to work. Here's a plea deal. And he took the plea deal. And one of the conditions was that he couldn't use that defense, you know, if he were to appeal the case or something like that. Wow, okay. I feel like I didn't do that well because I didn't have, that like, notes on that, but... Anyway, Marissa, what do you have to plug? <laughs> I will plug... Marissa wants to plug the Vore episode, which is the last time we talked about people eating <laughs> other people. <laughs> and the episode that made my mother 
uncomfortable with Pete. <laughs> um, no, I am going to um, promote. Guys, I don't know if it's good or not, but I am really into this dumb show with Nicole Kidman that kept getting marketed <laughs> to me called yeah. Nine Rangers. And at the very least, there's a really hot Asian guy in it. But. That's why uh, I'm watching. Oh, as it should. <laughs> it hot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not an interesting plug, but, I mean, that's what I've. That's what I've been watching. So, you know, whatever. In terms of things to look forward to in the future, everybody, a shared plug that I'm just going to bring Marissa in on. This will be our 192nd episode. So we're nearing 200. We're trying to think of fun ways to sort of like make it a 200th episode. If you have any suggestions or you want to contribute in any way, feel free to hit it, Marissa. Call us at 570-PODWOD1. Do you know the the numbers? That's 570-763-9231. Remember, we will not pick up the phone. Just leave a message. Uh, right to voicemail. You can also text it. And while this is definitely not the preferred method, you could also just leave me a DM at Rissvandal, R-I-S-S-V-A-N-D-A-L, on Instagram. But yeah, it would be really nice just to have a message. I mean, about anything. Recommend a topic. Um, tell us why you like the show. Don't tell us why you don't like the show. We don't. <laughs> um, my, my personal email address is PeteAbides at gmail.com. If... I don't know. Maybe you want to get us one of the cheapest cameos you can find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one with the she shed lady was really something. Will we reach out to the she shed lady again? Uh, I'm oh, going to say probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> she did say, I hope you go for a hundred more episodes. We'll do it in increments of a hundred. Then we'll talk about the, the next hundred. Okay. How's that? Good luck to you and congratulations. <laughs> you know what? I think we might have to. So that's coming up, everybody. If you have any ideas, any like questions you want us to answer on that episode or anything like that, that'd be fun. Um, otherwise, I'm done. Marissa? Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And mm, stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. Stay safe out there in those deep, dark, scary woods. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah,